How's it going, everybody? That's right, if you're hearing my voice, it is another amazing episode of the Animation A-Team, where we talk about all things animation, whether that's Eastern, anime, or Western, which today is going to mostly center around Nicktoons. So think back, go go back a little bit to when only 90s kids can remember, and think about your favorite Saturday morning cartoons. I'm talking Danny Phantom, I'm talking Jimmy Neutron, good Spongebob, not this new trash, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, and join me today, I have some new guests who I'm super excited to talk with, but I'm your host, Daily Wilhelm. Join me today is... Joe Bursley. And... Eli Sopland. Welcome, guys. Really glad to have you. So to open up here and kind of uh, let everyone know your deepest, darkest, innermost thoughts, what was your favorite Nicktoons show? Because mine had to have been Danny Phantom, just because of the rap at the theme song, because that has <laughs> stick with me for like the rest of my life. And I'll probably be a very old woman. And the last thing that I will say on my deathbed was, yo, Danny Phantom, he was just 14. Anyway. <laughs> well, I have to say that, I mean, if I was going to be dying on my funeral bed, the next thing I would be saying is going ghost, because that's more fitting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, it was there. Um, I should have taken it. <laughs> but I'd probably say, like, Danny Phantom is a close contender for me, but I'd probably have to say that Avatar The Last Airbender, just because it's all obviously the perfect series. Like, it just mm-hmm. humor's on point, great plot, good animation, and it actually, like, animates fights, and it's good animation. And just a really great story overall. Yeah, I have to agree. Avatar The Last Airbender was a really great series. They had a lot of original episodes and original cast. For me, personally, I would have to put Spongebob at the top of my list because um, when I was a kid, we had these little like Nickelodeon episode players. Yeah. So I would like carry that around with me, and I would watch the episode uh, Band Geeks. Like twenty four seven, and I could like know that episode by heart and act it out if I needed to. That was a fantastic episode. I actually listened to the song that's on that episode like in full, like the uh, one, like the sweet victory one. It's like, yeah. it's a really good song. It's that's really weird. pumping up. It's weird to like think back on the things that I guess like older cartoons got away with in terms of like those songs and those right. things that we like memeify today. But um, I, I think there's been a noticeable resurgence in popularity in older cartoons. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone and their mom needs to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. That will totally. never yes. that will never be old. But um, you can say that some others haven't aged as well, like Danny Phantom, maybe. But Danny Phantom kind of came back into the public consciousness, I feel. Butch Hartman, who was the creator, redrew, like... Danny and Sam and Tucker, like, how they would look today, and then everyone was like, sequel series, sequel series. Mm. I was among those chanting, for sure. And then, like, Hey Arnold movie comes out. Yeah. Like, I I forgot that it was, like, a mystery what happened to Arnold's parents, but I guess we're getting that answer. Yeah, it, I actually did a little bit of looking up about the whole thing about this Jungle movie, because it was actually originally, like, talked about back when the series was first still, like, airing and stuff, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. Because uh, uh, Nickelodeon came to the creator, Craig Bartlett, and they were like, hey, we want you to do these two feature films. One's going to be for TV, one's going to be for uh, theater. So he originally came up with Arnold Saves Neighborhood, which then turned into the theater, Hey Arnold, the movie, after the success of the Rugrats movies that had done so well in the theater. But it didn't really do great in terms of, like, box office, mostly because it wasn't really advertised that well, and it had apparently a really bad opening week and, like, date. Uh, so when it came out, it didn't really do well, so Nickelodeon just decided to scrap the J- Jungle movie, which was originally supposed to be the first uh, theater movie and was going to kind of explore the idea of what happened to Arnold's parents. Uh, that was really uh, kind of talked about in Parents' Day and the journal, uh, and it was kind of like that was supposed to be the setup for the movie, and then it just never happened. People were like, "What?" And now it's currently come it's out like fifteen years later. It's like, "Oh, okay, stuff is actually going on in this movie, so we should probably like make a movie and you know satisfy millennials." Yeah, Satis- you must satisfy us, millennials. Right. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about the Hey Arnold movie is that all the voice actors, if not you know. Most of them are, have stayed mm-hmm. with the creator, yeah. so you still see like all the classic voices. It's you know it's completely fresh, you know, and it still stays true to the older form. If you look at the trailer, 
um, it does look like the colors are like you know brushed up and stuff, and it's a little bit more refined. But that yeah. same art style is still there, and it looks fantastic, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as far as the voice actors go, not all of them are going to be returning, uh, but some most of them are returning, as you said. But some of them either. Like, some of the older actors, uh, voice actors, have died since the original series, so they're getting new ones. And then some of the original kid actors for, like, uh, Arnold and Gerald and all that uh, have aged up, so they're getting newer uh, kid actors to voice them that actually, I'd say, would sound pretty close to the original. The one thing the one thing I have to say is that the voice actor for Hey Arnold, while sounding like the original, has a very bad case of overacting. I was really excited seeing, like, all the old character designs kind of, like, updated a little bit. Like, I remember there was, like, an entire episode of Hey Arnold centering around, like, so Arnold wears, like, a flannel tied around his waist, Mm -hmm. but it kind of looks like a kilt a lot of the time. So that kind of became, like, a debate, and it's kind of funny how meta that is because it's, like, this is the fault of the designer for not, like, illustrating that. Yeah, it was just kind of a bad design for the 90s. Uh, but the lab that aged up, they're apparently going to be uh, just about to enter sixth grade in this, whereas they were, like, I think fourth or fifth grade in the original series, so, like, they're kind of, like, getting a little bit of an age bump to, because it's been, I mean, 14 years, so they kind of have to make them age a little bit. So I do believe in a feature here at ByteBSU.com uh, by our very own Joe Bursley. Uh, who could that be? Who could that be? <laughs> uh, you mentioned that... Uh, one of the creators said that, you know, if this goes well with the movie, maybe, you know, we get to follow them as they continue through the grades. You know, they're in sixth grade now, and then maybe seventh grade, maybe all the way up until they're teenagers. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of talk uh, from Nickelodeon as far as, like, you know, maybe we bring back some of the good shows from the 90s because a lot of people seem to be wanting them. There's talks of, like, Rugrats is apparently getting a Boom Studios comic uh, revival, and they're thinking, well, if this goes well, then may- maybe we'll bring back the series. And that was the longest-running series before SpongeBob came and never left. No. Uh, there's also <laughs> he's talk- still here in this room yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. you-, you mentioned the Danny Phantom idea of like he's Bo Chapman has expressed interest in bringing that back as like a sort of like flash forward ten years in the future series. There's uh, other movies on top of Hey Arnold, there's Rocco's Modern Life and Invader Zim that are apparently getting movies. Uh, so, you know, Nick's kind of like doing all of this to kind of celebrate like 2016 was their 25th anniversary from mm. the first Nicktoons like Rugrats, Doug, Ren and Stimpy, I think. Uh, they're uh, first premiering on the channel, so they're kind of like sort of acknowledging that was kind of where a lot of their popularity came from. And I think trying to revive some of that original success yeah i mean if i remember right around the time like invader zim went off the air people were like well it's gonna come back uh it's gonna come back Mm -hmm. and then it just the years kept going i mean that happened for samurai jack and it Mm. did eventually come back Mm -hmm. so maybe it might eventually return as well it's really interesting about the fan base with uh invader zim you know if you go to hot topic i guarantee guarantee you Mm -hmm. there will be something invader zim there so it's really interesting to see this come back. And I wonder how many fans have actually like sort of stayed with Invader Zim since the show ended. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how well it turns out. Because it makes me wonder like if like there's still stuff at Hot Topic. Like, do people know what that's from? Or are they are they just like, oh, it's funny this little robot says he's yeah. a piggy or something, you know? That kind of thing. Because there's there was a lot to that show that I didn't understand off the bat. I'm sure going back I would have understood a lot more. But at the time, it was just like, oh, this is the edgy thing that the kids are watching. It, like, you have to watch it to get It's like the whole it. idea of, like, kids watching Cartoon Network now don't realize there was an original Teen Titans show. And they're like, what? Oh, uh, no. You mean Teen Titans Go isn't the only thing? And which is kind of really sad. But at the same time, like, they just don't know it because it's not on anymore. I mean, it is now. But it, they did, like, once cartoons die, they kind of, like, die forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're not, like, shown... In Pat, and this goes for shows in general, not like shown as like just original recurrings or anything like that. It's more of like you have to go online semi illegally and try to find them on like YouTube or something like that rather than actually watch them from the channel. Yeah, if if they don't provide a conduit through which like let me let me watch this on Hulu, okay? I can't watch it on Hulu. Do you have it like on an official site? No, I'm gonna find it somewhere. Arnold and Rugrats used to be on Netflix, and now they're not on Netflix anymore. So I I don't know. Like, if they were on Netflix, I'd be using Netflix way more often than Mm -hmm. I already do. Yeah. (laughs) 
the only thing that Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon sort of do is like, um, you know, Boomerang. You know, it's always yeah. like Tom mm. Jerry and stuff. But that's like really old. If they like were mm. able to like throw some newer shows back into that, I bet both the you know the channel itself would get more popular. Yeah, they they have like cable channels, but that's that's the underlying thing. The operative word here is cable, and like right. a lot of people are cutting cable, or they're not going to spend the extra money to or afford. Viacom keeps screwing up their relationships with every oh, single yeah. cable provider. <laughs> that's uh, a thing. One the other thing is is I think Nick is starting to go along the lines you said, like with Boomerang, because apparently Teen Nick has a programming block from like eleven p.m. to six a.m. where they just run like old 90s shows and 90s cartoons uh, throughout the night, and it uh, it's called The Splat now. It originally was called, like, The 90s Are All That. Uh, but it's just, I mean, I watched it over the summer a couple times because they would show, like, a couple episodes from The Rugrats, then a couple episodes of Hey Arnold, and then they go into, like, Rocko's Modern Life and Ren and Stiffy and Angry Beavers and all those kinds of stuff. So it sounds like they might be moving in that direction, but it's not a full-blown channel yet, and I kind of like it to be. Yeah, that's a good block to have, though, especially when you're aiming at a millennial audience. It's just like we're staying up for no reason anyway. Might as well watch, like, oh, my gosh, I remember this. Can you believe it? (laughs) Only 90s kids remember. It's like if you were born at any other time, you will not be able to wreck it. It will just be a blank screen. (laughs) I'm so glad that I was born in 1999 because I get to say I'm a 90s kid, even though I I literally didn't know anything from the decade, but I'm technically a 90s kid. When's your birthday? February. Okay, you were born early, like, what if you, December 31st, like, just on the edge. (laughs) It's like, I was a 90s kid for one day. For one day, I was a 90s kid. See, I was born in January, so most, like, I'm in the same boat as you, and I'm just like, oh, I remember Invader Zim and stuff like that, but it's like... It's like really faint memories, and I have to draw it back. I'm like, yeah. these are the good times. Yeah. Everyone knows the 90s didn't really end until like 2004. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, because I was born in 95, so I should have more memories of the 90s, but I honestly, it's all one childhood. Yeah. You don't like put years to it exactly. So everyone that's like, well, the 90s were perfect and gilded, it's like, were they really? <laughs> Which, yeah, so Hashtag I mean. Bill Clinton. Oh my gosh. I forget like when that era is as well. Like everything is one big blur. But uh, so obviously, aside from the nostalgic effect that these shows have, they were very different from what we're seeing today. Um, And I think a big part of that is hand-drawn animation. Whereas today, a lot of the times you're either looking at flash animation or uh, which or 3D animation, which can be better or worse, depending. Depending on how much effort they put into CGI animation, it can look good or it can look like something, it look, can look like the Pixar baby short that came oh out Oh my like gosh. I'm going to link that below. <laughs> Horrifying. Like, there was too many textures. Like, there were yeah. dents on that baby where there didn't need to be dents. Like, I was pretty mm-hmm. sure that that baby had some brain damage, but... Uh, I digress. Um, I mean, we had like shows like Jimmy Neutron, which was 3D animation, yeah. and that was creepy. It, no, it, it got it got a little uncanny sometimes. Yeah. Bulby, Bulby, Bulby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we'll, we'll get to. Don't worry about. It. We'll get to some Jimmy Neutron memes soon yeah. enough, guys. Oh, but um, and then even within the shows, there was like a lot of adult material. Not so much in mm-hmm. like, oh wow, that joke mm-hmm. is like not for kids. But in terms of like, there were like hard lessons, like yeah. real truths about life hidden within those plot mm-hmm. lines. Yeah, there's the whole talk of like the Pigeon Man episodes from mm-hmm. Arnold, and mm-hmm. there's like the whole fan theory of like. Did he actually commit suicide on a 90s show aimed at, like, fifth graders? And Craig Bartlett was like, no, he didn't commit suicide. He just went off to live in Paris. So, like, he put that in the trailer for the new Harold movie to say, like, he's still alive, guys. Pigeon Man's okay. But, like... Well, we his, see a comeback. <laughs> is he, like, all spiffed up now? And, like, he's, like, with the fancy pigeons. Pigeon Man spinoff series. Calling yeah, it. Please. Please. <laughs> but, I mean, that whole, like... 
lead up to him flying away with the pigeons, which is essentially jumping off a building. So right. you can see the allusions to suicide. Mm-hmm. But like just him talking about like not fitting in mm-hmm. and how, you know, only certain people were able to understand it, but mm-hmm. even then like there were stopping points. Birds will come back. I understand them. It's people I don't understand. That's deep. Yeah. That's yeah. deep. And it did sound like he was about to commit suicide, right, which is also yeah. another layer of, like, adultness on there that I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if I was ready for that as a child. <laughs> but, of course, it went over my head at the time. But yeah, looking back... Yeah, look back at it and it's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, there's that whole thing, like, inside of uh, Rugrats, there's this over... Uh, over... Underlying. Not over. Underlying theme of, like, weird, like very 90s feminism because like angelica's mom was like this high-powered like working woman and she was constantly on the phone and uh she would say like well it's hard for a woman in this world so angelica has to eat sweat drink breathe self-esteem and it's like dang yes or like uh phil and lil's mom i never knew what the symbol was on her shirt until, like, I got a little older and I was like, hey, feminism, because it's the symbol for female on her shirt. And how, see, looking back now, the dynamic between her and her husband, that, that explains a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I forgot that she had a husband for a while there. But it's like, yeah, he's He's, he's a there. pushover. He's a <laughs> yeah. big pushover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a lot of, like, not just that, but, like, some of, the, like, the jokes that go over your head as a kid. Like, I remember from the uh, first Rugrats movie, they're talking about, like, Dee Dee being pregnant with eventually Joe. Yes. And they're like, well, you know what they say, born under Venus, check under a, hello? They go to, like, the cell phone uh, cut, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. what, what was supposed to rhyme with that? What well, I wonder what, that, I wonder what that, that can mean. What rhymes with Venus? We'll, we'll leave that up to you, dear listeners. Right. And that was left up to the <laughs> audience, which I think... A lot of that worked very well because it was anticipated that, you know, especially uh, movies that made it to theaters, who's Mm -hmm. going to take these young kids to the theater? Their parents. So you have to have some kind of uh, entertaining aspect for the parents as well, Uh, which is hard to find that balance. And I feel like that balance is very much lost today. Yeah, it's either like super serious, like Rick and Morty type existential stuff, or it's just modern Spongebob it's just stupid literally no story and just pure one-liners you know the newer stuff also with going back to rugrats i noticed that the uh the grandpa makes a lot more underlying jokes as well it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's sort of it's just sort of disturbing now that i look back on russian roulette stuff and all that yeah grandpa's gonna go watch his dvds or vhs's sorry (laughs) uh lonely space vixens that's for after you and the tank school you bed grandpa what are you watching there dirty old man uh but i mean so so there's like that kind of stuff but there's also just like really dark stuff like i mean the entire premise of danny phantom is that he's half dead he's half ghost And so that means that all of the people that he encounters Mm -hmm. from the ghost realm, those are air quotes, folks, but uh, are dead people. And some of those people are children. Yeah, like there's the uh, whole idea when he goes back to like the 50s high school and it's like the uh, geeky kid who like takes over his body because this is a show about ghosts. Ghosts. But there's kind of like the underlying theme that the guy was bullied and then he committed like suicide. And now he's like living eternally with the ghosts of his like peers that were bullying him just constantly and it's like that's kind of really bad to think about it's pretty messed up i I find it sort of disturbing in that show how like all the characters and like family like around danny phantom aren't like terrified about him being like sort of half dead half not like throughout the entire show i'm like that's that can be a serious like if that happened to like one of my friends i would like start freaking out like like, I would worry about them, like, 24-7, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the whole thing, I think they avoided the idea that, like, is your body half dead then? Because he, right. like, transforms versus, like, leaving his body. Because if yeah. he was, like, leaving his body, it's just, like, there's the corpse of a kid yeah. laying around. I always thought they were more of, like, Ghostbusters-type ghosts where they were just, like, monsters of another realm that were doing this because... I mean, they didn't portray it as, like, sort of, like, you die and your spirit leaves. It was more of just, like, you know, there was a vortex ghost or, like, a giant 
Or a box ghost. Or, or box ghost <laughs> or the uh, giant plant thing that came out. It's like, so it kind of like didn't portray it as like the sort of morbid uh, idea of like, this is actually a dead spirit who's inhabiting his own corpse because obviously you can't get away with that on Nickelodeon outright. So that mm-hmm. kind of went over my head as a child. And now looking back at it, I was like, okay, that's a little bit messed up for me. <laughs> Don't know how to think about yeah. that. And, like, his parents trying to hunt him down all the time. Like, talk oh, of, like, yeah. that is one of the, I think, best written conflicts in television. I mean, not television overall, but certainly animation. Because it's right. just, like, he he's literally, like, running away from his parents who are essentially trying to kill him. But, but his parents, know it's him. Yeah. And his parents, like, love him a lot. And they're mm-hmm. very proud of him. But his parents are really crazy if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Just imagine how that, like... uh discussion would have gone in the very last scene when he kind of like reveals the secret spoiler alert when he reveals the whole thing and they kind of like oh wait you mean the guy that we've been like trying to blast like lasers at for the past year or two is actually our son okay let's go to dinner now (laughs) (laughs) it's fine don't worry sorry sorry we'll raise your allowance or something (laughs) like some kind of apology But, I mean, it went beyond Danny Phantom, too. That was just, like, their overall premise. Like, there was an episode of Hey Arnold where, like, it kind of went more in-depth into, uh, you know, his grandparents are very old, and his grandpa is kind of getting senile, and, like, Arnold imagined himself in the future as, like, an older Arnold, and, like, his grandpa was there, but his grandpa was a zombie. Like, and his jaw fell off. Yeah. Dark stuff. (laughs) Plus, there's the whole idea of, like, Helga's mom being, like, a depressed alcoholic all the time. Oh, yeah, she's making she, her smoothies. Yeah, she's, like, cradling that, and then, like, she's, like, uh, Helga, dear, and, like, always just, like, out of it, and mm-hmm. it's, like, huh. There was a lot of uh, family dynamics that were very messed up within Hey Arnold. Like, the, the oh, gosh, what is Helga's last name? But Helga's family, yeah, they they all loved her older sister, but then they were like, oh, yeah. Helga, whatever. I wonder how much of that is, like, Freudian in there. It's just kind of, like, like unresolved daddy issues being oh made into, like, a Nicktoon. <laughs> we have to write it this way. But, but why? Because I need to express myself. <laughs> Please. I, I think that's sort of what great, that's what's great about the older cartoons is because, like, all these characters have these, like, flaws. You might not, like, see them right outright because it's, you know, meant for, like, sort of, you know, kids. But, like, you do see them, and it's sort of interesting how they cope with it or, like, you know, deal you know deal with it because you do see it, you know, it's like, such as Pigeon Man. You know, yeah. it's really um, sort of disturbing at times, but then it's also relieving to know that um, they can make emotional pieces that can appeal to a lot of different people. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any wrong time to bring up, like, certain subjects that you know kids are going to run into one day. The concept of death, like, mm-hmm. people being terrible to each other. It's like, that's always going to happen. There's there's really no way you can shield children from that. So if you introduce it in a way from, like, their favorite show, and then it's resolved in the end, I think that's a much nicer way of going about it than just being, like, you're thrust out into the world. Mm. Everything before here has been rainbows and kittens. Get ready for the truth. <laughs> yep, that transition to middle school is brutal. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. I don't think anyone has good middle school memories. I think if anyone says that they do, they are lying to themselves. They do, they're in middle school. They're in middle <laughs> school right now, and they don't realize... <laughs> they know how much better how <laughs> They don't realize the light at the end of the tunnel. But um, like you said, Eli, I think we look back on these and we we see them as a lot better than what we have today. But my question is, is this nostalgia talking? Like, as we eulogize all these shows, is is this just because, like, we viewed them at a time when we either had very few problems in our life and we kind of idealize our childhood or just like, oh, back in the good old days, that kind of thing? I feel very old. By the way, <laughs> I mean, I think there is a, a certainly a hint to nostalgia, which is why Hollywood's trying to like go so much off of it uh, right now. Is like they're making Transformers into a multi franchise, a multi movie franchise, and Stop. Hey Arnold, and <laughs> getting, and just so Door the Explorer was talking about the a Explorer. little while ago, yeah. uh, somewhere on Byte about like you know it's being produced by Michael Bay because of course it's being produced by Michael Bay. 
Add some explosions. You can't even leave anything alone. Can you see the explosion? (laughs) Where? (laughs) Come on, Vamanos. That means let's go. Staring directly into the camera. Explosion behind him. Like, I... The thing is, like, College Humor tried to make that up back when they made, like, the Dora the Explorer fan film. It was, like, like 2014 or something. Right, and now it's actually happening. Like, you you shouldn't be getting your creative ideas from College Humor. But going (laughs) back to, like, the whole nostalgia talk, I think part of it is just there was a lot more cartoons back in the day than there are nowadays. And I think that just allows, like, there was obviously really just bad cartoons back in the day, but there was also so many good cartoons like Hey Arnold, Danny Phantom, uh, Avatar Last Ever, that had just such good writing and good characters and good morals that it kind of, like, weeds out. Whereas, like, now today, like, Cartoon Network has, like, eight shows that they show on TV and they only show Teen Titans Go of all of them. Like, Steven Universe has not been on there, like, at all. No, Uh, you have to wait. I, I think they're coming out with one soon. Like, the next season of Steven Universe? Yeah, it just got released on the app, and I download the app specifically to watch those shows. But, like, with Nickelodeon, there's only, like, five cartoons that are on there currently, I think, or four or five, something like that. Whereas, like, back in the day, they had, like, so many cartoons to choose from that, like, you got the really bad cartoons mixed with, like, the really good cartoons. Now they're just kind of, like, meh cartoons at best, so you don't really have, like, those really outstanding cartoons yeah. all the time. I saw the programming block and just, like, the schedule of the day, and it's essentially 14 hours of Spongebob, right? and then a couple oh, of the other titles thrown in there. like Mixed with all their live-action stuff, which they need to stop doing. Please. Yeah, that's, that's another episode, but I highly agree. <laughs> yes. Stop, please. But, um, so there's Spongebob, new Spongebob, which mm. obviously is is very apart from what, I guess, we grew up with as Spongebob. I've actually heard Spongebob's getting better uh, slightly. They actually got Steven Hillenburg, the original creator, to come back with the second movie that came in theaters. And, like, he's been helping out with the ninth season. So it's not as bad as it was, but still not up to, like, the god tier like first three seasons yeah i I mean there's a reason why we describe them as god tier for right, sure yeah <laughs> i mean some of my my best memories of like cartoon past was like the old spongebob episodes and like memorizing them that's the thing it's like in this culture i feel like if you are between the ages of like like even like 17 to like 25 if you say a spongebob quote anywhere anyone else will be able to, like, reply to that. Like, right. they'll know yeah. what you're talking about. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. I mean, we can, like, yell that, and no one's going to be like, what are they talking about? Like, you know what we're talking about. Sort of going uh, back off of what he was saying with the amount of shows back then, I think it's partially due to the amount of, like, technology and stuff. You know, you can make shows mm-hmm. faster. So they just decided to make more and refine them. And that was great. But, like, nowadays... Um, a lot of the show, like those are a lot of those were like original concepts, you know, like yeah, Last Airbender. Like I couldn't come up with that kind of show. That's uh, like, really in depth. Yeah, and that now that we got something like Loud House, which is like literally one boy and like a dozen other sisters, yeah. and like each one is like a stereotype, and it's so amazing. Simple. It's it's very flat and kind of cliched. Like it has some heart to it. And I kind of enjoy the show, but it also just is, like, it, it is very basic and simplistic as far as, like, the show's overall concept goes. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, stylized off of, like, a newspaper strip. Yeah, like, I kind of Like, that's that. how, like, the opening theme is. But, yeah, going into, I've seen a couple episodes because it's, aside from Spongebob, that's probably the most played thing on Nick right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of is just, like... Okay, okay, slapstick humor. We're going back to that. We're we're not going for anything more highbrow than that. Although I have to give the Loud House credit. So Lincoln, who's the main character, he's the, he's the one boy among all the different sisters. Um, his best friend has gay dads. Oh, is progressiveness. That actually, yeah, and actually, I think I remember seeing something where like one of his sisters, like I forget the names because they're I'll there's, start with there's L. a there's a lot of but sisters. the the rock the rock and roll sister uh, actually has like a crush on another girl in her class and hey. there was like a scene there was like a final scene where like she was like trying to send a love letter to her and then at the very end it's revealed that it's like oh it's a girl bait and switch because you're not expecting that and it's like they're 
kind of being a little more open with that. And it's not feeling like it's being shoved down your throat, but it's also like, you know, this stuff happens in real life, so we're going to start to try and portray it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of the upside of cartoons of today is that they feel like they can broach gender issues and sexuality issues mm-hmm. a little more openly, but at the same time you're losing the openness to, like, really deep, serious issues like having a bad relationship with your parents or... Uh, having depression, depression, like your friends not being the best of friends or like how to deal with that, that kind of thing. Um, Because, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't watched the other two shows that are on Nick's current lineup, but I do not entirely see those shows addressing these issues. Um, Bunsen is a Beast, which is very... It reminds me a lot of the premise of My Gym Partner's A Monkey... Oh, yeah, that show. Yeah, I can kind of see that. But it's reversed. It's that a beast, which you don't say, don't say the M word. He's not a monster. He's a beast, uh, goes to a regular kid school with his best friend, Bunsen, which the other, I don't know what the other kid's name is. I don't know what the beast kid's name is, I guess, then. Wait, I thought Bunsen was the beast. Isn't that the title of the show? Like, Bunsen is a beast? I thought it was the other kid. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That would make more sense, but... Yeah, I've seen some promotional stuff for the Welcome to the Wayne, and the people I've talked about, it's like, oh, it's a Gravity Falls ripoff, because it kind of has, like, that whole mystery vibe to it, but... There's mystery twins. Nowadays, it's going to be, like, everything that has a mystery vibe to it is a Gravity Falls ripoff. Like, on Disney Channel, the new DuckTales uh, show, oh, that's a Gravity Falls ripoff. No, DuckTales is a... Yeah. Remaster of the older DuckTales. Yeah. And yeah. Gravity Falls was based off of the original DuckTales, so, like, what? Yeah. I'm I'm all for a revival of, like, a mystery genre as an animation, because right. I think that there were more prolific, because, like, people were really into, like, Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, and even though that mm. was even further back, it still continued on, while today the only thing I can really think of is, like, Gravity Falls in terms right. of, like, mystery aimed at younger kids. Um, which Gravity Falls itself kind of straddles that line between, like, is, is this a, is this on Disney? Why I know. is this on Disney? I was surprised it wasn't on Cartoon Network based on some of, like, the humor and just, like, the overall tone of the show. Like, I was expecting it to be not really Disney-fied or anything like that, but it made it on Disney, and now Disney, I'd say, would probably be better than Nickelodeon in terms of cartoons because the shows on Nickelodeon are just, just, ugh. Yeah. There's apparently I got I looked at some of the future Nicktoons that are supposed to be coming out within the next uh, like year or two. One of them is called Pinky Malinky. In 2018, it's about uh, uh, Pinky Malinky who goes to middle school with his two best friends, but he's an anthropomorphic hot dog. What? Why? I blame the furries. <laughs> 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 what? I, I, I blame the uh, what was that food party? Movie or something. Oh, sausage, sausage party. party. Yeah. Yeah, sausage. Oh. <laughs> I, I blame Sausage Party. Yeah, and then there's uh. also like another show by the creator of Fanboy and Chum Chum, which you know is gonna be amazing. No. And then, <laughs> yeah. So it's just, you know, they don't really have they only have two shows that are supposed to be like joining up next year, so that'd be like a maximum of six show six cartoons on the network compared to like the like dozen to twenty shows that they had back on during the 90s and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, and even if those shows were, like, duds, like, do you guys remember, like, the, oh, it was, like, Meet Something. Mr. It was Meaty. Mr. Meaty. The puppet show. Like, oh. that was, oh, yeah. that, was uh, by, that was weird. That was weird. That was, it was, was by was... no means good, but it certainly left an impression. Uh, in, and, your, in your nightmares. In your nightmares. I'm going to dream about that tonight. I, I just uh. remember, like, there's, like, an episode with, like, a girl with a nose ring, and, like, they just kept, like, asking her about, like, well, like, what what happens if you have to, like, pick your nose or something? And I was right. like, this is the pinnacle of television. <laughs> but, there was, like, the one episode where, like, the dude gets turned into a girl, and they, like, show, like, his leg hair, like, retracting into his body. No. Like, why? Why would you Why would you include that in the show? Uh, why? Uh, Speaking about uh, creepy old um, cartoons, Curse the Cowardly Dog was just, if you look back on it and you think about some of the, like, enemies and stuff, Curse mm-hmm. faces, they're really creepy. Like, there's, like, this guy who was an insane barber 
Courage One Against. Yeah. And he has, like, this smile that literally, like, if you look up, like, you compare his picture with a picture of, like, a like a past criminal, like, child pedophile. Oh, the no. exact, like, almost exact oh, match. It's oh, sort of no. scary. And, like, literally within that series, um, Eustace and Mariel sort of die in a couple of them. Like, Courage fails, and then they just keep on going. Like, for example, um, in one episode, Eustace tries to steal this, um, I would say, like, tablet of a, like, old pharaoh king. Mm. And the pharaoh king's ghost comes back and literally, like, sends mosquitoes, or mosquitoes? No. Locusts? Yeah, locusts. And they literally kill Eustace in that episode. I'm like, my goodness. Wasn't there, like, one episode where, like, they died and then, like, Curtis just starts, like, puppeting their, like, oh my gosh, yes. and like, it closes out. And then just, like, he's, like, either still alive, guys, like, no courage. You need to talk about something, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> that reminds me of the SpongeBob episode in which SpongeBob literally plays out every single person he meets every day. Like, do you remember that one? And they all leave town? I don't remember that one specifically. <laughs> it, like, gets into, like, the, like, secret hidden episodes of things. That's oh, that's a, yeah. definitely a subject I want to talk to eventually, like the the secret episode about Squidward's suicide or like those kind <laughs> of like creepy fan theories about like, actually, all your childhood dreams are wrong. There's like, there like so many cartoon episodes that like involve like blimps or airplanes or something like that that got canceled immediately after 9-11 just like oh, never gosh. again yeah. oh man there there was an entire scene um in lilo and stitch where it was like the two mm. um like the the two spaceships dog fighting yeah and then at one point one of them was going to run into a building but it was like they it was the that, year of they the had to of, pull like, that quick <laughs> Literally, if you look, like, there's a scenes comparison on YouTube, and it shows the um, the bigger of the two spaceships, like, literally, like, going sideways throughout an entire city, and they, like, managed to fit in mountains at the last second, and it's, like, before, you know, 9-11 and after 9-11, and I just looked at them, like... I don't know what would have happened if they would have shown that yeah, scene. I, yeah, I love Lilo and Stitch dearly, but should they have kept that? I could totally see that people being like, we need to ban this, like, don't watch right. this, that kind of people thing. People always go overboard with those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Speaking of going overboard, we're, we've come to that time of the podcast. Let's talk about memes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously, SpongeBob, like... There's so many different screen caps of Spongebob that has become memes, like uh, when they went back in time and Spongebob was a caveman, oh, the, yeah. the, uh, like, <laughs> like, you don't, like, I can't, this is a podcast, so I can't, like, describe it, but you guys know I, what I we're talking about. I think everyone kind of can yeah, imagine that. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those things. Uh, or the most recent, like, the mocking one. And it's like you can't post that on whatever, and it's like, post that on whatever. Yeah, like, it's like, and, like doing the whole like. I wish that thing. was an actual font we couldn't type. Right. <laughs> every other letter just capitalized. That's they, a lot of effort. They need to add that to Microsoft Word for like 2017 or yeah. 2018 or something like that, where you can just choose to like have alternating caps as your default. <laughs> yeah, I I would turn in a couple essays that way. Definitely, right. highly <laughs> recommend for a college setting. Yes, but uh, and along with that, like Jimmy Neutron memes. Quasar. <laughs> there was that episode where Carl, I watched that over the weekend. Like Carl in Gen, there's certain things about Carl that just like stuck with you. Anyone remember when like he had a he had a child and he got pregnant with an alien. <laughs> Like oh. in, in, his in his butt, which like today, <laughs> as I describe that, I'm like rushing to say like there wasn't like a weird scene. There or wasn't anything. a birth scene, no. right? There, no. no, but that got cut at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, but suddenly Carl's walking around with this giant badonkadonk and it's like, oh, he's I'm, he's pregnant. <laughs> I remember everyone like making jokes of like, I remember uh, my first sexuality thing is like, I remember Carl being thick. And, like, showing, <laughs> showing like a picture of him with like his swollen butt cheeks from being pregnant. It's like with the double uh, C or the the Facebook page of like Jimbo or Jimbo. Jimbo's non trombo or something. Jimbo like non trombo. Like his dad posting things and yeah. it's like, no, Jimmy. Or like those terrible like 
people who like learn how to um, animate on various software have a lot of power, and a lot of times I feel like they misuse that power because then they make these horrible, horrifying animations right. of like faux Jimmy Neutron things. It's it it gets scary. There's but, all those posts of like from like the Nicktoon Studios or something like that, like the big like character costumes of like Jimmy Neutron that just look creepy. Yeah, and like they're hanging around like little children. And it's it's like, uncanny. Not- <laughs> It definitely is. But as I say it, like, as I just talk about, like, these memes or, like, when I see them around on the internet, it makes me want to watch again. It makes me want to see. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't live up to, like, oh, man, I remember this show being so much better than it was. But a lot of the time it still still definitely has value, especially I feel like, I mean, it's it's not certainly not an unpopular opinion, but like compared to today, right? Compared I mean, to today, there, there are some good shows that are like still going on today. I mean, it's just you have to search for them a bit more. I mean, back then, like all the shows were like sort of original ideas, while today, like we still have like you know Steven Universe, which is sort of like odd within itself. I still think it's you know explores some topics that are you know sort of you know, more adult, mm-hmm. and um, we also have Gravity Falls, and Adventure Time sort of, it's coming back? There, there's an episode, or there's a couple of episodes in that that I think are a little bit more, like, mature, and I think those are the ones that, like, Rebecca Sugar works on that oh, aren't yeah. just, like, fit and shouting mathematical and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, there's a couple of, like, really serious topics that are discussed, like, with, especially with, like, Ice King and Marceline. I oh, my gosh, that yeah. Kind of stuff. Uh, but like you were saying, that like there are good shows talked about now, but they're just so like rare. Like Rick, like especially because of hiatus plague. Like mm. gra- like Steven Universe was on hiatus since like May. Uh, Gravity Falls extended like forty episodes over four years. Uh, Rick and Morty like they just finished like one of their seasons. Now they're like waiting for the next season, like another like couple of years, and it's just like the whole idea of, like, shows just, like, whenever they do come out, people consume them, and, like, there's just such a long period in between those shows, plus the fact that, like, there's so, there's so few shows like that nowadays that's just kind of, like, there's not, it's not, it's not really the same vibe that you had back in the day yeah. with the original OG Nicktoons. Where there was so much to consume. Right. Yeah, I feel like it goes to to what you said in your feature, which you can check out here at ByteVSU.com. <laughs> About, like, I feel like today people aren't wanting to take as many risks with, like, publishing something about, like, Mm. uh, hey, I have this great idea. Okay, there's an avatar, earthbending, waterbending, firebending, airbending. What do you think? I need, like, a hundred episodes of this to tell the story properly. Mm. And they took that risk. And it worked out. It paid out it, very it well. It worked out really well for them. Whereas today, I feel like they mm-hmm. kind of need the guarantee, and it's like, this is going to appeal to kids. I, I need yeah. that guarantee that it's not going to be, like, too much for them. Right. And I think I actually wrote down here under current Nicktoons in capital letters underlined, SpongeBob needs to die. And this is where a lot of the issue from Nickelodeon comes, is that, like, everyone remembers the old SpongeBob, like, the gods here, season that we're talking about but after the movie you know the original producer wanted to leave and Nickelodeon said no and so they just kept milking it for what it's worth because it was so popular with people and it's just gone so far downhill but because it's recognizable it's safe it's won like basically every single uh kids choice award for favorite cartoons because I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon rigs the votes but (laughs) like they it's just they have used it so much that it's just so familiar that they feel safe with doing that whereas like something like, sort of, like, there was the whole idea with, like, Adventure Time. Like, they originally had that premiere, but it was just a little bit too out there for them. And then it went to Cartoon Network, and it's, like, I got it's 10 like, seasons. Dang, and so you guys great. missed out. I know. Like, that would have <laughs> yeah. been so great for Nickelodeon. But they were just so focused on, like, avoiding risks that they just kind of let it go by the wayside. And now that's kind of, like, hurting them seriously. Like, like you said with Loud House, it's very cliche, very simple, and not really taking a lot of risks is kind of just like very basic and you know the other two shows like Welcome to the Wayne and Munson is a Beast like they just kind of seem not really that creative yeah it's kind of like here's a cartoon 
And then it's like, okay, where's the twist? Because yeah. in the past, it was kind of like, here's the basic setup for, like, a cartoon that mm. will be able to have, like, slapstick elements and, like, funny elements. And it's mm. like, okay, but where's where's the yeah. twist? I mean, the whole thing was, like, with Hey Arnold, you, like, it was a, just basically, basically a show about, like, this kid and his friends who live on this, like, street in, uh, like, downtown, like, urban sprawl or something like that. And yeah. that was basically the whole show. But because they put so much effort in, like, actually creating characters and, mm-hmm. like, creating good story and making it, like, worth something that it actually worked out very well. Like, you can have shows that are very, like, you know, ordinary concepts, ordinary kids in the ordinary day, but you have to put something behind it that makes it meaningful to people to watch. It can't just be, like, something very run-of-the-mill and just, like, churned out very quickly. Like, it has to have quality and heart put behind in order to actually be successful and yeah. that goes for like any show yeah absolutely i think i think it's it's felt like less of like a creator's touch has been in the later uh episodes of spongebob in um the newest cartoons that are on mm-hmm. nicktoons it, it feels less like i worked really hard on this and i'm really excited to put it out mm-hmm. whereas like steven universe very much feels like Rebecca Sugar worked on that and yes. put her whole heart into that. You, you can see there's a whole like world building that has yet to be shown to the audience because of their towny episodes, but there's a lot, there's a lot to explore with that. Like, yeah, that has yet to be seen. But you can tell like they they've put effort into developing this whole like extra idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, something similar like that. Um, I think the reason why shows are sort of like more shallow than they used to be is because um, now society is more um, instant gratification, like instant jokes, you know, because Mm. what's more appealing, you know, would you have something rather now than later? Because, you know, with Mm. phones and stuff, you're like, oh, I can just look it up right now. And it's sort of going the same with shows. But like back then, like no one would expect how Avatar would end. Yeah. And that's why, like, the Cartoon Network and, you know, Nickelodeon, they aren't investing in that because they're like, do we know people will want to stay with that series? Even though the first episodes might be a little bit slow and not as funny, but, like, the over, you know, overarching thing is fantastic, you know? Yeah. I don't think they'll, I don't think that they're willing to put in that amount of time and effort just to fit it in to their schedule. Yeah, I, I, I think that could contribute to it, too, especially um, I don't want to sound like old here, but I'm going to sound old. Um, so like kids today with their cell phones, you know, they they don't have uh, they have many options to get their entertainment from. And they don't have to, you know, sit through an episode and wait for the kind of overall story to play out. They're like, OK, where's mm. why? Why? Like, I am, like why I, should I dedicate I my time? I don't know if Strange Things would be nearly as popular now if it was like actually... I mean, it's probably still be popular because it's a well-written show from mm-hmm. what I hear. But, like, there's so much hype about, like, I have to binge-watch the entire episode in this one day. Or the entire series and this entire season in this mm-hmm. one day rather than, like, I get it from September all the way until December as, like, an entire, like, season progress, like, airing once a week. Which I don't think a lot of people necessarily have the time or the effort to try and spend on. Especially yeah. since lives have gotten so chaotic. You don't know, you no longer have, like, the really formulaic lives like you did back in older times. Back in the day. (laughs) Back in the golden days. In the golden days or whatever kind of days that they were. But um, so I I definitely think life has changed and therefore cartoons have definitely reflected that. I think that's what we especially see in media to reflect the current state, you know, the things that they talk about, the things that they focus on. It, it is really reflective in media. It's kind of this vicious circle where life imitates media, but then media yeah, is imitating yeah. life. And it's like, where does it end? We don't know. But as a final wrap up question here, should you be a necromancer and able to <laughs> uh, reanimate, haha, from the dead, a cartoon? Which which one would it be in today? Because I'm feeling da- I'm feeling Danny Phantom. Because, I figured you go with that. Because answer. then, because then. You get to make all the reanimation jokes anyway in the first place. Um, I wouldn't say, usually I would say Avatar, but we kind of had Korra. Mm -hmm. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I feel like the main Avatar storyline 
said what it needed to say. And yeah, I, I don't yeah. feel like I need to revisit those characters except for going back and watching old episodes. I guess I would probably say, and this is like by no means one of my favorite shows, but I'd probably say like I'd want to see a Hey Arnold like sequel series. But mm-hmm. again, I'm very against like the idea of bringing back stuff from the dead uh, I've played a couple of Dungeons and Dragons campaigns where that's problematic, and like <laughs> I've just seen stuff where it's like if you bring it back, it's just not going to live up to the hype of what it once was. And I'd rather like be able to preserve my nostalgia and say like this was good back when it was then, and I want them to take lessons from that, but I don't want them to just rehash it and make it and like taint it again. Right, I feel that. What about you, Eli? Uh, for me, I would say it would be uh, Codename Kids Next Door. Because uh, they, know, was a good show. they never resolved it. Like, the last episode that aired sort of looped back to one of the o- earlier episodes. And it's really interesting. That show was so original with its, like, the weapons they showed off. They're like, two by four mm. technology. And I'm like, what is this? And they had, like, acronyms for everything. The characters I liked were the original. acronyms, yeah. Like, a bra, battle-ready armor, uh, whatever. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that was, like, what the teenagers had. Like, like, I can remember, like, <laughs> Every villain from that show, like Sticky Beard, you know, like the Candy Pirate, compared to like Father, who's just literally like a ball of flame. I don't like Satan. We, we just think, don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know. And like seeing that show, like keep on going and like expanding upon like how the K and D works would be really interesting. And I would love to see like it revamped and yeah. like refurbished. Mm-hmm. I'm just so worried that like if they re- start rebooting stuff like in essence we're just going to get more stuff like Powerpuff Girls and Teen Titans Go. No. Nope. Nope. There's there's certainly a high responsibility with taking something right. that people already love mm-hmm. and putting your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous and typically people are not ever going to react well. Um but you know sometimes people want to take that risk which because it does I'm, have an audience. Yeah, which is why I'm hopeful for the Hey Arnold movie because it actually has like the original creator coming back with what he intended all along, just remaking the movie finally as, like, what he was originally wanting it to be like. So it's just, I'm hoping that it's going to actually be able to almost live up to the quality of the Mm -hmm. original series. I feel that. I feel that. But, uh, so, overall, I think that it's, it's good to have that level of nostalgia but I think the ultimate way to kind of revel in that is to go back and watch old episodes versus mm-hmm. having everything be reanimated from the dead because sometimes that's not good. But I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to what the Hey Arnold movie does because I think there is some more story to explore there right. for sure. Um, and you can explore at ByteVSU.com <laughs> for uh, more podcasts like this one. This has been the Animation A-Team. Thanks for joining me, guys. I have been your host, Jay Lou Wilhelm. Joining me today was... Joe Bursley. And... Eli Sutherland. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, you can find all our other episodes here at ByteBSU.com or over on SoundCloud and iTunes at Ball State Daily. Not daily like my name, daily like every day. Um, we're updating our site almost daily, and we're certainly updating on all our social media every day, daily. I'm saying my name a lot, but you can find <laughs> us there at ByteBSU, and we're also at YouTube at ByteBSU. So be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. I'm not a YouTuber, so that phrase feels very foreign to me. Uh, but don't be a stranger. Come back soon and listen to more episodes of the Animation A-Team.